Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. Rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit. How's it going? Run, rabbit, run. Run, rabbit, redux. <laughs> uh, Hotel uh, New Hampshire. Redux. Uh, things are good. I had a I had a, a stale donut. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so I'm, is that uh, what she called it? Waka waka. I don't love that man. I'm only going to give him a stale donut. I got uh, I got sugar and lard, but without the sweet softness of a fresh donut. I got it. Hmm. So yeah, I there's my family. I uh, I'm a savory man. Oh yeah, in a household of sweeters. Sure. And like I, there's a thing I feel like I have to periodically mention just for my own, you know, sanity, which is that like I don't dislike sweets, but you just want sage on your donut, That's sage right. I, or I, I, tarragon. I burn, yeah, I'll burn any kind of, uh, you know, herbs. Uh, but uh, no, no, it's that if you get the donuts, I will eat all of them. Oh uh, sure. So I mean, it's something where like I guess the healthy thing to do. There's probably several levels of healthy to this, but I'm just, I know that like the other day they actually did go and get some donuts, like big ass fresh donuts, and I mm. ate four of them. Oh, ah, oof. Yeah. Oof. And then I get yelled at because I guess, I guess I didn't realize that that food was spoken for. <laughs> four donuts. Uh, I, I'm, I'm also I'll, a savory. Yeah. I'm also a savory. I, 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 you know, at breakfast, I, I don't like a sweet. I like a, I like something with oh, some, no question. Uh, some well, flavor. I, I, but never the twain shall meet is the thing. Like if you're stuck at some kind of like, you know, Holiday Inn Express and they have Fruit Loops you like, that's fine. But I will take my breakfast of choice must include eggs. It must include potatoes and it must include some kind of meat. Yeah. That's what I like. Sure. Yeah. Minus yeah. the potatoes. Same with me. Oh, don't even put them on your plate, you say. No, no, I don't want them there. You're always very clear about that, John. Let's be honest. Yeah, but it's hard. It's like I'm sure you have one of these where you ask oh, yeah. for it, you ask for it without, and it always comes with. Well, and, and it's it's a, the, the, I mean, honestly, I mean, having a uh, I'm a I'm a veteran of having had a, a child, and yeah. uh, and sometimes people think it's cute. Like when John Roderick says, "Hey, don't even bring them to me. Don't put them on my plate. I will send them back." It's very important to me that you look at me and acknowledge that there will be no potatoes brought to me. And then they bring you the potatoes and just go like, "Oh, don't eat the potatoes." And you're uh, like, yeah. well, what if that was like, I don't know, what if that was like a, uh, I don't know, Rasputin's spleen or something? Yeah. I don't even want it on my plate. Yeah, and, and the thing is, potatoes, they're very innocuous. What are they? They're, they're just sart, uh, they're just, I'm sorry, sart. Yeah, no, they're, mm-hmm. no, they're just salt and lard delivery vehicles. <laughs> I like sart for the combination of salt and lard, though. Yeah, salt, salt and lard, sart, uh-huh. sartre. So, Simone Beauvoir has a whole book about that. <laughs> And uh, and so I don't mind them on my plate. They just salt and lard the thing they're touching. Yeah, I just don't. And you I would you, never. You, you, send you the felt thing this back. way since childhood, right? You haven't liked potatoes oh, yeah. since no, you're no, a kid, no. right? No, yeah. they're just not. They're just not appealing to me because they have the texture and and uh, and taste of dirt. Mm. They are dirt. They grow in the dirt. They live in the dirt. Is that a nightshade, John? I'm wondering you about nightshades. I think it must be. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you can't take the dirt out of the potato. Nope, nope, you nope. You can take the potato out of the dirt, but you can't take the That's dirt right. out of the potato. Just look at Ireland. I, so don't. I don't want to eat a. I don't want to eat a dirty. No. like a dirty blob. Dirty. Blob. Everybody loves them. Everybody wants a, You know. I oh, do put, love them. I love them. Put all of the anyway. lard and the salt on the dirty blob mm-hmm. and 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 cut it up any any one of a thousand ways. Funny you should bring this up, though. Um, I have so many questions for you this week. Um, the thing is, though, that I had a realization, I think, over the weekend where I said to my family, who doesn't care what I think, I said, you know what? I think I've realized 
one of my struggles with San Francisco life, I guess that's a hashtag, I don't know, is that where I'm from, baked goods are, I don't want to say exclusively, but, you know, unless there's some exception that proves the rule, like all baked goods are sweet. We don't have savory baked goods. Well, but think about you get What about a piroshki? Well, that's not one of my people don't eat that. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. All right. For bankers. Well, what about it? What about a uh, like a like a steak and kidney pie or? A, well, or... that came up secondary or tertiarily mm. about like what brought up your point about what what's your original quote, which is not your original quote, but like every every land, every people has a version of stew. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which meat is, we pie. call it different things. Meat pie is a huge one, especially in the UK. Yes. Um, no, but you know what it is. And then I came here, came here, and I was like, oh, they're like, oh yeah, give me one of them little Chinese donuts. And it's like it's it's full of like like robin's eggs or something. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, wait, yeah. what is this? I'm, and, but that's a. I think I am unusual in being from a culture that does not have savory baked goods. Oh, okay, all right. I thought that was smart. My family is that, an, is that an Ohio culture? Which is the culture? I think it's both. It's one yeah. of those Venn diagrams where you know Ohio and uh, Florida fit nicely into the I diagram. See. And no savory buns. I'm not saying they don't exist. Well, oh, saying, oh, 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 wait, what about biscuits and gravy? Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. I guess that's yeah. I do. I sought out Sunday morning to find gravy. But you know they come in different containers. So so do so I. You, Shit, I almost had an ad spot there. Hang on, hang on, John, you ready? So do I. This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website and engage with your audience and sell anything, whether it's your products, the content that you create, uh, even your own time. Uh, so much you can do with Squarespace. You can create a community on your very own Squarespace site with a fully integrated commenting system that supports threaded comments, replies, and likes. And you can use Squarespace's powerful blogging tools to categorize, share, and schedule your posts. All Squarespace sites are optimized for mobile, so they look great right out of the box. Uh, your, your content will automatically adjust to whatever template you choose. Uh, your site looks great on any device or dingus. And maybe you want to save time on cross-posting. Well, you can. It's built right in because Squarespace can auto-post your stuff to Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, uh, personal or brand pages. All post entries and images are optimized and tagged, so descriptions and titles will be correct uh, wherever you are posting. I'm a big fan of Squarespace, and uh, and you're using Squarespace right now because that, of course, is where we host the Roderick on the Line podcast. Uh, they've been great to me, and they're going to be great to you. So head on over to squarespace.com slash supertrain. Get yourself a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code supertrain. That's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once again, squarespace.com slash supertrain, offer code supertrain for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Uh, no, you got me, you got me, you got me. But like, okay, but, I'll give you a- but I see what you're saying, though. It's not, it doesn't come out of the oven covered with gravy. That's the thing <laughs> you. <laughs> You, if uh, only, if only there could be the equivalent of mm, like a like a car wash mechanism, mm, where as you're drawing out, 
As you pull it out, it just layers yes. the gravy on. Wait a minute. Have you ever made a bunch of biscuits? Mm-hmm. This Maybe this is a thought technology that's going to change our lives. Make a bunch of biscuits and then put the gravy on it and then bake it with the gravy. I mean, you have to raise the biscuits first, but then cover it right. with gravy and put it back in the oven. I think you you could do that, but I, I worry. There's a phrase that we use in my family when we're ordering delivery food, which we do fairly often, which was, will this travel well? Yeah. So, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff where I've learned over time. There are some foods that, you know, all of the things being equal, travel well. Sushi does it, not travel well. We've had pretty good luck with sushi because, I mean, it's as long as it's secured. But, like, for example, there's a place in our neighborhood that does fresh seafood and oh. it's new that I'm very oh. into. And they theoretically, they have takeout. But right. I'm like, you know, imagine, like, you sit down in, like, a fancy hotel. Like you go to the Palace Hotel and you get that big, like, a, almost like a tea tray. And it's got clams and it's got oysters and it's got shrimp and it's got a little vinaigrette and a dish. And it's beautiful and it's on ice and it's got, it's like, you know, like a pizza or, or, a, or a fancy pastry tray. That, uh-huh. except with... Seafood, I don't think that would travel well. No, no. I, I we were up in clams. We were up in Alaska, and <clears throat> there's this steak restaurant called the Double Musky that my sister used to work at, and uh, uh, there at the uh, ski resort, famous restaurant where they cook your steaks right on a in a fireplace. Oh, I love that. And uh, you know, and so I was like, well, we're in Anchorage, we got it, but it was during the pandemic, and so. I said, "Well, we'll we'll get the we'll get the steak, and I'll, I'll go pick it up, and I'll bring it back to the hotel." Oh, so, you know, Jiminy. yeah, yeah. The yeah. way you do it there, of course, is you burn the outside, and then the inside is is um, is not burned. You know what we call that in what the restaurant biz? We used to call that Pittsburgh style. Pittsburgh style. Now, some people will tell you Pittsburgh and black and blue are different things, but the the classic is like rare, very rare, almost like just uncooked inside, but like. Crusty, not not doesn't have to be burnt, but like fully crunch on the outside. Yeah, and I think I think I always order it so that it's not like cold on the, in the middle. Yeah. But I'll tell you what isn't the way to eat that huh. is sitting in your hotel room eating it with a plastic knife and fork, like a half hour after it was cooked. Oh, Jiminy John! And so I've been, I've, a... I have been through that. I'm always so well. I used to travel, and when I would travel, I, I would be so. You remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I you would were a be star. So, thank you. I would be so they never paid me enough. I know. I, I would realize, like, oh my God, there's a freaking outback steakhouse, like mm. two big city blocks from here. I could mm-hmm. get that and bring it back to my room. There are no whatever. rules. You got no rules. It's just right. Mm-hmm. Did you know that they have one of my all time favorite jingles? Uh is it the Bloom and Onion one? No, I don't remember their jingles. It's a song probably from the late nineties that Madeline and I still like to sing. Because we like to sing, I don't know. Sometimes we like to sing like uh, self-reflexive, recursive. We like to say recursive things. And you know what they used to say? They used to say this. <clears throat> outback Steakhouse. Steak from the Outback. <laughs> Good job, guys. Take a 20 out of petty cash. But you then remember you get it back now, to your room well, and you go. Oh, yeah. Well, no. you know, they used to hire Madison Avenue to, uh, to write those songs. They hired, you know, Dozier, Holland, and Dozier. And, oh, uh, Car- and Carol King wrote the original Bloom and Onion song. Yeah, and now these days, <laughs> oh, oh, my kid asked this question the other day. You, oh, only you will know the answer. She said all of the best because she loves TV jingles. She wants me to sing all the love old, TV uh, McDonald TV jingles. And and she said, why are all, the only commercials now that have good jingles for insurance companies? Oh, that's absolutely true. Oh, I got a thought on that that I didn't know I had. 
Go you ahead. have a thought? Do you want to? Do you want to open? Well, we. I did come up. First with of all, I, I mostly. I mean, off the dome, I totally agree. And I think even if I thought about it a little bit, some of my favorite ones are either reworked versions of old ones or entirely new ones. What do you think? Well, my theory about it is that insurance is boring and unmemorable. It is a commodity business. Yes. And so you Which need to- Which is what to... fast food and soft drinks used to be. There you go. So you got you to gotta, you gotta really spend your money on trying to get your version of the, the, this product in people's heads and keep you it get, there. You get flow or yeah, you, you get, get the flow. emu- you get the little, you get or the you little get um, lizard, uh, the little lizard. Just kidding. Simmons does one for farmers. Bum ba dum bum bum bum. Oh, bum. what what about the, the what about the guy from Thirty Rock that keeps getting into crashes? The guy from Thirty Rock. I can do this. Oh wait, I know this. I know this. Um, you're talking about the guy that was on Rescue Me, and then He's Mr. You, Mr. Oh, you're talking Danger. about the guy Bodie Miller. Look at this maze. It's so stupid. Yeah. Um. You t- <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Liz's, Danger, Danger Liz's, Mouse. This is boyfriend, the subway hero. Exactly. Hey. Yes. Danger Mouse. Yes. Yeah. Danger Mouse. What? Yeah. Like. Uh, like. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was the one. He was, was also like, in John Wick. He had a good role. He had a good role in John Wick too. The most recent one, or all of them? No, no. In the first one, my, um, he works for Michael Nyquist, and they're all real mad at Theon Greyjoy. Because, you know, he goofed. Well, I don't want to, no spoilers. Well, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Boy, that was a tough role to play, that Theon Greyjoy. Can you imagine if you're yeah. like, this is the greatest role of my life, but, you know, I got to walk around for like three years. Did, did you know re- that that's, really the, did you know that's Lily, Lily Allen's brother? Lily Allen, the, the, the musician. And she has that song, song called Alfie. Yeah. About all he just, it's a really catchy song, which of course just un, without credit samples a bunch of really good rock steady, like most of her stuff. But anyway, yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, that's her that song about the guy. He just sits around all day getting high. That's about her brother, Alfie Allen, who became Theon Greyjoy. He paid the iron price. He did. He did. He did. I think we need to really settle on what the iron price is. Because sometimes the iron price means I stole it, but most of the time the iron price means I, I killed somebody just because I felt like it. I always thought that that's what it was. You took it uh, You took it in war. It's kind of like you can't wield the Darksaber unless you win it in battle. From, from or, Dark Vader. Or apparently, no, talking about the Darksaber. Oh, you, from Gus Fring, Vader. Yeah, you'd get from Gus Fring. But apparently, apparently, you hmm. can either win it in battle or... The Mandalorian can just tell a bunch of underwear models that you that you want it kind of in battle and then just hand it to you, Whew. even though it's a whole thing. It's yeah. a whole thing that you build up about how you, ha- yeah. you can't wield it unless John, you wield it. John, I and was, then I was, all of a sudden, yeah, I, 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 I hand it over like three episodes ago. I mean, like very suddenly, I wildly coyoted on that shit. Yeah, it's I worth- didn't even mind the, the 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 bouncing puppet. I love the bouncing puppet, but we're getting adrift here. What I'm okay. trying to say is that Al- his name is Reek. Yeah, Reek. Mm-hmm. Well, his later name is Reek. Yeah, but yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yes. He's got to be one of the ultimate bad guys. Uh, Reek, Reek uh, killer. Reek, Reek mutilator. Want help? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ramsey yeah. Bolton. Ramsey. He's got to be one Fucking of the all-time hate. bad And then he's got the dogs. Guys. He hasn't fed his dogs. He's like, he's like, um, he's like, uh, the, the, He's yeah. like Mr. Guy. He's like the brother of the kid who ended up uh, the emperor in the gladiator. Oh, you're uh, talking about uh, the guy the guy's related brother, to uh, brother, brother, uh, Rivers Cuomo. Yeah, the, guy's the, River, name? the Rivers Cuomo. The guy from The Master with the lip. What's his name? The, yeah, he's, he's, he's Jack, he's, Jack he's Phoenix. Neon. No, it's Y. y, y, y Zhao. Zhao. Um, uh, I hey, think Ramsey Bolton. He's a villain, too. And Ramsey Bolton. Bruce Bolton's a piece of shit, too. But, yeah. like, yeah, and also, also Stannis. I don't like Stannis. You're a Stannis. You don't I'm, anti, Stannis? I'm anti-Stannis. You don't stand Stannis. I don't stand Stannis. You know, I liked, I liked, uh, I liked the Princess Shireen. I gotta say, 
Wow. Sure. I don't even have a Northern English accent. And I can read, so I don't have that much to even gain here. We've got to get to the trip. But before we get to the trip, we're talking about potatoes. Right. And And savories. I'm not firm. I'm a ginnum. Do you remember the place we used to go here? Remember? Sure, remember that? Sure, it was called it was called the Little Man. <laughs> and because that's what we called it. And we yeah, go to the go little down man. to the little man. He never washes his hands. And he remember he had a pigeon in the kitchen uh-huh. and he neither shooed it away nor welcomed it. He just was cool with a pigeon <laughs> just being in the kitchen. One that I saw. I do feel like there's that's savory. something well, I, I don't know anything about Chinese culture. I've never been there. Mm. I you know, I barely I barely know anything, even though that's like half of the world. Yeah. Um, no. but I feel like Neither welcomed it nor shooed it away uh-huh. is, I feel like, uh, like uh, emblematic of the culture. It's emblematic of a lot of at least what we take away from the philosophical traditions uh-huh. of. Uh, well, I, I mean, I mean, like if we're going to leave Asia for a minute just to protect our ass, you get a little sure. bit of Marcus Aurelius in there. Go ahead. He's the one who originally says it is what it is. That was him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is what it is. Well, and then are and we going to talk about Epictetus? Yep, yep, Epictetus, D's, Parmenides, Parmenides nuts. Okay, I knew there's something in there. Uh, We're going to no, no, I'm a Heraclitus man. Uh, but, but the point. <laughs> Her- Her- Heraclitus. Good thing, good thing I spent almost seven thousand dollars on college. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, you know, a degree from that college is worth its weight in gold now. Well, you know, people kid, it's, but it's I think my de- with like, I hmm. wanted to correct somebody online, and I stopped myself. You know, I feel like Gloria Swanson. I think my degree is still good. Uh, it's still, you mean you can still it's the, it's apply a, it? It's the colleges that got small. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my college, uh, or the college I spent the first two years uh, before they kicked Gonzaga. me out, Gonzaga, yeah. has gotten only more and more prestigious. Oh, that's and awesome. Now, now people talk about it like, whoa, Gonzaga. You I could, know, it's kind of I could not have gotten, I mean, I barely got in. I think I might have gotten in with help anyway. I've yeah. suspected for years. But um, after, by the even at the time I was on the board as an alumni, like mm-hmm. I could, I, in 1992, I couldn't have gotten into that school. Mm. It just got more difficult and more difficult. And then this this ding-a-ling in the Cuban heels comes along. Sure. He's fucking everything up, man. He is. We're talking about the new college of Florida. Uh, I say new college. New college. You don't say of Florida. That's a, a neologism. Is it a chain? Is there one in Arizona? Is it a new? Is new college like? It's not a, it's not a chain. It's it's a college tunity. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: when uh-huh. you bring in new students to uh-huh. to to new college of John, then yeah. they're going to also then be bringing in new people. That's that's called your downline. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, do you, as one of the early students, start to profit? Oh fuck me! me it's like Brian Eno said. You know, only a thousand people ever went to New College, but they all started a college. They all started a college, of course. <laughs> Twenty-six dollars in my hand. <laughs> Go down to Lexington, one through five. Wait, I do believe that you have been running a college all this time. Now that I, now yeah. I see it clearly. Okay, fair. I, I yeah. have. You know what? I've been running a college the whole time. It's true. You have. I you have. have. Yeah, 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 yeah. I try to keep it on the down low for uh, HIPAA. Reasons, because uh-huh. we're also in medical uh-huh. school. And sure. it, when you're learning about medicine, you're not allowed to tell anyone about it. I feel like five bucks a five bucks a month is a pretty good deal for the college. Uh, I think for the people it, that it's subscribe. one of those things. Can you afford not to go to my college? There you go. New College of Merlin. There you go. The New College of Merlin. That's a neologism. Yeah. Um, yeah. So New College was independent from 1963 mm-hmm. or four, whenever it was founded. It was independent from then until uh, basically the bottom started falling out less than 10 years later. 
Um, mm -hmm. And then it was adopted or purchased or subsumed or merger of equals with uh, okay. USF. So technically, when I went there, I, I'm, I'm an old hand at not calling the college its real name. Back then, it was called New College of USF. I think USF meaning the University of South Florida? Yeah. But it's in North Florida. It's basically, it's just, it's, they have parking spaces and they accept checks. Right. <laughs> right. And me too, except for the parking spaces. Me too saying. hadn't happened yet. Right, 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 right. Suddenly I'm Chico Marx. I don't know why. <laughs> How am I going to find out what I got to find out if you're not going to find out what I got to find out? So, um, uh, so yeah. potatoes. Yeah, pota <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> Jesus I fucking like a, Christ. I like a savory pie. I like a stew, as you know. <laughs> She's <laughs> my savory pie. <laughs> I crack that crust to make a grown girl cry. <laughs> I, I said the other day, you know, I was driving in a car. And somebody, uh, somebody in the car brought up Motley Crue, and I said that Motley Crue was the worst. And they said, you don't like Motley Crue. This is a generational thing, right? They were just a couple years younger than me. Couldn't imagine that I didn't like— Because for them, Motley Crue is yeah. a catchy band on the radio. Yes. Whereas for us, they were the beginning of really hurting metal's credibility. Yes, probably. they ruined metal in one afternoon. I mean, Warren and stuff came later, but like yeah. when you get that, what's that one song everybody learned to play on piano? Boom, 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 boom. It was thorn. the one with the with the the tour bus uh, video. Every, every band not, had a every tour rose bus has video. its thorn is poison, right? Yes. Oh, home sweet home. There you go. Home, home sweet home. And I think that's the Garbage. one with the that one has the tragedy and comedy masks on it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I couldn't look at them. I, it, you know, a Motley Crue record. If somebody, if if it passed me by on the street, I would avert my eyes. Well, there was uh, the one before that. So that damage. was the one that like slid in. What the cat dragged in? No, I think that's Is that a different band. Uh, wait, I know that. Uh, no, okay, hang on. No, I'm thinking of the one that's like somebody with their thumb hooked into a belt and a crotch, and it's the oh, one that looks yeah, to kill. The, yeah, the stripper. Stripper one. I mean, you know, it's it's. But, like, we were all into hair metal before it was hair metal. It's just it, it wasn't was hair better. metal. It was, but it was better hair. for a while. Sure, they had hair, but come on. John, if you have, like, for example, I almost made a joke on Twitter, and then I didn't like how it would reflect on me and not for the reasons you think may I share it. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Are you familiar with Queensryche? Uh, yes, they are a local band here in the Seattle region. Not Seattle, oh, per, not Seattle exactly. They are from across the <clears throat> lake, as we okay. say. Here's the, here's the era of Queensryche that I like. Are you ready? Yeah. Standing by. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Take hold of the flame. Can't you see? That's a game. Take hold of the flame. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, but here's the thing. You're standing at the toilet, and you think you have to pee. No. And then your your apparatus hasn't started up yet. No. And you're wondering if it'll start. And, and you know what that moment is called? What? What? Silent lucidity. Oh, wow. But I didn't make the joke, even though it's a very funny joke, that a 56-year-old man is standing waiting for his dick to start. Right. And he, the phrase silent mm. lucidity mm. goes through his mind. Mm. But the problem is, that's gonna... from the era of Queensryche that I wasn't into. And then people yeah, are going to so go, ooh, you're a mid-80s like, uh, Queensryche. But you don't like an like early 90s Queensryche. I have the original vinyl of Yngwie. warning? Oh, of Yngwie. Ingve's first band before Ron Keel was in Keel. Okay. He All was right. in, I have Mark, Mike, Mike Varney, you know, put out Metal Blade Records. I, why do I remember this? But I had the vinyl album of the not very good album of Steeler's first album. It includes his, the incredible, redonkulous 
Ingve solo, I'm sure I've sent you this, where he overrides the uh, phaser at the end and he breaks a string on a on classical guitar and then and then he overrides the um the phase, phaser, I think. He overrides the phaser. And then unplugs it and goes boom. And then it goes into a fairly generic But like not not as not as Iron Maiden as that. So I got I got bona fides. Yeah, no, no, your metal is as you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Take hold of the flame. Yeah, no, no, no. You go, you, you, you. Uh, you're new wave of heavy metal, man, all the way. New wave, all the way. New wave of American heavy metal. New wave of American British heavy metal. I listened to Bring It On the Heartbreak. Yes, the original, the mm-hmm. real one. I listened to it, John, probably twelve times a couple weeks ago. Oh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, oh, wait a minute. When you say the original one, are you saying Before not the they one that they re-recorded with, with, the, uh, with the synths? I think... Well, you know, the... they did that because Rick Allen lost his arm. That's not funny, man. Hey, it's too no, soon. No, I don't think no, that's, that's why. why. They did it, no, no, no. It was that. before that. It was before that. It no, was no, no, when no. Pyromania got popular. They re-released it with the fucking arpeggiated fifths on a synthesizer. Right? I could swear that they that Pyromania came out, then Rick Allen lost his arm. Then it was like, are they going to be a band still? Right, Nobody's right, right. sure. That's and sucks. then they came out with bringing on the heartbreak, but with synths and electronic Lindrums because they were like, we're still a band. And oh, and you start start easing the way in. Who's who was the driver? It was somebody from a different. Was it from Faster Pussycat? Who was the person who died? I the, don't the think wreck? there was a Faster Pussycat at the time. I think no. Who, who, who was who was driving? Was Rick Allen driving? I think I it was no. It was um, Rick. Allen, it was uh, the it was the girl was from. Pushy, pushy it was the the oh, girl sure, from sure. Uh, from uh, Sex in the City's husband. Oh, it was uh, um, it was Matthew Chris Broderick. Was, no, no, uh, no, not on the show. You're talking about it was, Cameron. It, it was the kid from. Um, it was Alan the kid Ruff. from from the uh, from uh, Brighton Beach Memoirs. Let my Cameron go. Rick Allen car accident girlfriend. Who am I thinking of? Then who was who died in Faster Allen Pussycat? Car? I don't have uh, faster pussycats in faster. the in the realm of bands that I did not follow. With okay, that's fair. In. You know what? I'm going to let you clap out of that one, John. Yeah, yeah. Tawny Katane was the last heavy metal girlfriend. Oh, that she did I that song "Holding On," and she was with the guy from uh, Journey. Yeah, she fl- she she did the, the thing guy on who the wrote car "Faithfully." Movie. She was with Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Uri Uri Valerie Russ Valerie Ross Valerie was the bass player. Is that right? No one understands what we're talking about. Sure they do. No. This band was huge in 1982. No, huge. there's a there's one person out there that has followed everything. Ross Valerie was the said. bass player. He sometimes played a Steinberger. Uh mm. Jonathan Ross Valerie. That's the that's, I think that's the bass player for Journey. Ross Valerie? Really? Could be wrong. How Could do be wrong. I not I know every single person that ever walked across the stage of the band The Steve Eagles. Steve I don't know Ross. Was Valerie? he the drummer? Who was the drummer? See, I get him confused you... with Poco. Oh, you know why? Because you're a San Franciscan, and they're a San... they're San Francisco's mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. popular band. That's correct. But they did change the original song goes, as you know, as you know, and, and not enough people know this, which is why we'll continue to repeat it here until you all learn. <clears throat> I wanna get back to the city by, by the bay. Yeah, but did you know when the lights go down in the city and the sun shines on? LA. Oh, I did know that. That's the original. I did know that, and then they flipped it around. Oh, so that means the most, oh, the most our, famous rich history, band Mo- from... Moby Grape, mm. uh, Quicksilver Messenger Service. No, the two, the Flywheels, That's the most famous San Francisco band. Is the oh tubes. yeah, and after that, it was Creeper Lagoon. I just found out a friend, uh, my kid's friend, hit her late father was in the Flywheels, which is a pretty good San Francisco power pop band. That's a little too deep of a cut. He passed. <clears throat> 
Yeah, I can't. I can't go so deep in San Francisco. You know, we talk. You and I well, talk offline power about the power pop power is pop. the most hidden genre of all time. There, That's I am. The I am more into power pop. I was going to say than anybody my age, than any adult you've met in America. I, I am know, more but, into but it, and I, there's still there's 50 bands a week that I've never heard of that have the best I was talking to you about the Greg Kinn band the other day, and you were like, "Yeah, I never really got into oh, Greg Kinn," and I was like, "Greg oh, Kinn." I know that and the breakup song. Were the there's only a lot of pop. There's a lot of good power pop in Eight? the Greg Kinn band. Uh, did you ever get into Moby Grape? Not really your thing. No, hmm. no, not Moby Grape. Hmm. No, no. Um, I mean, you know, this so was back bands. in a time when all we had was was record albums, and the only way you could get record albums was either to buy them or steal them from somebody's older brother. And also, you didn't know that labels were ripping you off, even small ones. Uh, but that's how I got into John Prine. Was that Kel McCarl's huh. older brother left a bunch of John Prine records lying around, like and old I was ones? like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh, He's nobody's neat. I like nobody's him. watching uh, over these. I'm just going to take them because Kel didn't want them." No, and uh, but you know, it's not like I got really into John Prine, but oh, oh, what was the band? What was the band that I found? It was um, uh, it was what was it? Ten CC that mm-hmm. I found through this guy's record. A record collection? Probably, yeah. I took a bunch of records. 10CC. They're, they were from England, but I think they were pretty L.A. Yeah. But but they did. I mean, I'm um, not in love, of course. But then they produced a bunch of stuff, too. They well, did. Wasn't, um, wasn't, yeah, was, did, wasn't that like, uh, didn't a band come out of that? Like Godly and Cream or something yeah. came out Godly of that. Godly and Cream, did, who did Cry, that, which was mostly famous oh, for the video. Was, that was such a beautiful Godly, song. But like, Godly and Cream did, they had some other good ones, too. But like the Tubes... They were, or even for that matter, split ends. They were, in their early days, pretty high concept and theatrical. Mm. Like, go look up the video for Split Ends, um, My Mistake. Like, and you realize, like, how theatrical the Tim Finn version of that band was. John, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop talking now because this is... But see, that's when Neil... I want. That's when young Neil, which is a name you probably know from, you know... I've heard of him. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. You, you, um... Anyway, I'm going to stop now. I like music. John, John, can I bring up something you mentioned last week? Uh, yes. And if you want, we'll talk about this. But you gave me the impression last week for the very first time yeah. that you were going to Israel. Oh, that's correct. Is that still a plan, John? In fact, I am leaving on Thursday. You're leaving this Thursday as I'm we record learned... this. That would be one, don't be creepy, two, three, four, uh, the fourth. That's four days from now, the okay. fourth. No, I'm don't flying... do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to do a Star Wars joke. No, although it is that day, and my oh. kid is so mad that I'm going to be gone that day. You're away for the holidays. Well, the, yeah. The thing is that the uh, that the EMP, which we now call MoPop here, uh, is having experience a, music project, right? Which is now called the Museum of Pop Culture because Paul oh. Allen had all he also collected all the Star Trek stuff. And he was like, well, I got to put this somewhere. Holy shit, and really? So, yeah, this so is in was, the United States? I could go to this? Yes. <clears throat> and I, I could see the president's. I could see, what What would I see? Whose van would I see? The president's? Oh, that, that, that's in a warehouse somewhere. No, they have okay. a big display of, of Nirvana era stuff. They have a big display of Jimi Hendrix's guitars. But also and, Star Trek? And then they have Star Trek, and they also have horror movie stuff, and they have like the throne from, not from Game of Thrones, but yeah, from but... another throne show. Okay. Uh, it's one of these things where, because it's Paul Allen, like there's a whole section of it where it's like, look, it's an original paperback copy of Ray Bradbury's, you know, uh, like uh, Princess oh, Diaries. But, but, all, but also, like, it would be like me. I just, why was I so able to pull out that name, Tawny Katane? She was really cute. She was like a model and she had True. a song. But, like, so that's the kind of thing where, like, if you were super into Tawny Katane, you could make a sub wing just about Tawny Katane if you were Paul. Sure, Allen. you could. You could sure make it about could. Ross Valerie or whatever his name is. 
I mean, the thing about Paul Allen is he did he did the thing where, and this is a wonderful. It's a it's an incredible, uh, like a, a gaslighting. Okay. When you're a when you're a billionaire, uh, he said, <laughs> "I'm going to build this museum to, because I love Jimi Hendrix, and it's going to um, and it's going to house all my Jimi Hendrix stuff." And everybody was like, "Sure, man, sure." So the, you're just the to be clear, the foot in the door is this combination of one of the most beloved and to a lot of people most important rock artists of the of the rock and roll gener- um, era, but also yeah. kind of some Seattle claims him as a native son, right? Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Although he he was San like, Francisco one's really dicey. The San Francisco angle is very dicey on him. There's uh, a lot of oh, question right. about whether the house they call his house was ever really like his house. Oh, there's one of those. So the foot in the door is Mr. Paul Allen, the guy who invented computers, is going to yeah. give you this wonder. He's a gift that he's giving to you because everybody loves Jimi Hendrix and rock music. Everybody loves Jimi Hendrix and rock music. And Paul Allen, and you know, at the time he seemed old, but um, but now he and at the but 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 he was probably forty, um, right? Like he I remember he, when that seemed old, right? Like yeah. he's this guy. I mean, it and is he, old, but I remember when it seemed old is the important one. He's got all the money in the world, right? Yes. So he hires Frank Geary, the uh, the architect of the the Bilbao Museum. He did genius the one in architect. Spain. He did that beautiful yeah. one in L, the crazy one in L.A. Yeah, and yeah. so he builds this thing, or he designs it, right? And then Paul Allen uh, is like looking over his shoulder and says, "Yeah, but wouldn't it be cool if we made it like red and blue?" Mm. And Frank Geary's like, "No, that's not. You hired yeah. me to do this." And and anyway, he 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 meddled because Paul Allen was neurodivergent. I've met him several times, and let me tell you, he was uh, he was not he was on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "No, no, no. I I want it to be pink because I'm paying you a billion dollars." Frank Geary was like, "You do what you want," and took his name off of it. It's not even on his. It's not even on his Twitter bio that he did the EMP. And so, but, but here's Paul Allen's genius. He was like, I built this thing. <clears throat> I'm putting all my Jimi Hendrix guitars in there. I also, you know, have a weird Mary Lou Henner collection oh, and I'm, I'm going to have a little wing for Mary I Lou I Henner. I don't love that. And, uh, oh, and boy. so forth and so on. And then he goes, and now, and he hires a nonprofit board. And at first, he does this thing where he's he's buying everybody's old tour van and Chris but, Blue's old But just to be clear, shoes. just to bring us up to speed. So f- yeah. right, that's the one I was thinking of. But so yeah. far, so good. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So yeah, far, yeah. we're very much within the the promise, the remit, the portfolio of Dr. Allen. It's Absolutely. Just, he's, oh, sure. He's quirky. He's fun. He's he, fun. Every he's well, rock he's never been fun. No, nobody here ever thought he was fun, but he's weird and quirky. Mm, hands and rich. on the hard body. Yeah. And a lot of people. We're like, this is awesome. And so many people I know got jobs at EMP. Everybody was getting rich. And then he says, this is the greatest. He says, now I want it to be self-sustaining. Oh, see. Now you're a nonprofit and now you have okay. to pay. That's that's trick. That, that is, John, forgive that's my saying. Trick, right? I know you're close with Mr. Allen. That yeah. is, that's, that's shenanigans. It's shenanigans. And so now... They're like, whoa, we got to lay everybody off. And whoa, we got to like only turn the lights on Sell when it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. So they finally got it. And calling it the Museum of Pop Culture. Now there's, you know, on a Saturday, you can't get in there in the summer. It's so packed, full of kids. And it's, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, a fun yeah. time. But on May the 4th Be With You, mm-hmm. uh, they are opening a new, a brand new display of Empire Strikes Back artifacts. Oh, my God. So do you get like Phil Tippett? At ads and stuff like that. Well, see, I don't know because see, it's if all. See, I can see a Phil Tippett. <clears throat> oh, it's my all goodness. secret. And they, because I'm a member of it, I'm a mm. member of the organization. Mm. And <clears throat> the reason I'm a member is that it costs whatever twenty nine dollars to go, 
And so if you buy a $150 membership and you can bring five people, you pay for it in one time. But really the reason is I was standing there because my kid likes it. She's like, let's go to the thing. I'm standing there at the Well, I mean, like the, if nothing else, the, the very bottom rung, this is something I learned from Scott Simpson, get a, get a membership. Yeah. I shouldn't even say this here on the program. It's a uh, great museum, great gift shop. Get a membership at the MoMA downtown uh, near Moscone. You get 10% off. Yeah, but it's also a bathroom. Oh, how smart. When you have it's a, a child, you have a place to go, and there's a bathroom. Yeah. I mean, Westfield Center, they close the bathrooms. It's well, basically yeah. it's basically just uh, Michael Kors bags and crime now. Yeah, how but, many pe- how many junkies have to die before you realize that you can't have a public one, bathroom? One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was standing there at the ticket line. I was like, one adult, one child, and the person uh, working the other side of the counter uh-huh. said, "Are you John Roderick?" Uh-huh. And I was like, "Yes." And they said, "And it was your oh, mom." <laughs> oh, I'm a huge fan. No. No. I'm a huge fan. Oh, wow. You know, and then I was standing there and my daughter was like, get a membership. And I and I got a membership mostly just to seem like a cool John Roderick oh, to, the, to the person working I, there. I had to stop eventually. I used to do stuff like that all the time. Well, now yeah. I'm on the hook to be cool, Dad. Yeah. So I'm standing there and I'm like, actually, you know what? Family membership, like, you know, round for the bar. Mm-hmm. And the person, you know, I don't know whether they went home and said, wow, he's amazing. I got another one. Or said, I got another, says to her <laughs> girlfriend at home, I got another one. <laughs> I got another one. Uh, every musician in Seattle that comes in, you know, yeah. against their against their will. So, uh, but, but so this thing's coming, but I'm going to be on my way to Israel. And, uh, and my child was like, you're not even going to be here for, for Star Wars Day. And I was like, oh, "Sorry, sweetie, I'm leaving that day, but I'll see you in the morning. Like, I'll I'll kiss you on the head, and I'll and I'll say, "May the fourth be with you." Mm-hmm. Isn't that isn't that anything? It's just like it's just like Merry Christmas. You don't have to be there the whole day, do you? Couldn't you do like with some plate reverb on and say, "The fourth will be with you always." So it's always, momentous, always, and then always, blow up a always. blow up a robot planet. I bet what I could do is put a bunch of yeah. I, I found a, a because AI art is uh, is really blowing up right now. Mm-hmm. I found somebody had made a bunch of AR, AI art of really fat Darth Vader's. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. I'm and it, into that. It's really great. And so I I found. And all these... you say that's you? That there's your where's your boyfriend? <laughs> no, I don't do that. But I but I have been sending her just re- because she's got an email now and she really likes to get email. Oh. Okay. And so I've been sending her fat Darth Vader's every once in a while with no explanation, just like here's another fat Darth Vader. I don't even say that much; it just shows up in her, no, no, in no. her inbox. Here's she, a fat she, Darth Vader. She, she knows. And and well, but the thing is, she's like, "Why do you keep sending me these fat Darth Vader's?" And I'm like, "You know, who who says it's me? You know what I mean? That's true. Who says it's who says it's me? But so maybe what I'll do is I'll set up a script or a script mm-hmm. where uh, all of May the Fourth. She just gets a steady every five minutes, uh, fat Darth Vader. Why don't you I'm, I'm um, hook me up if you want change your password before you give it to me? Just give me your accounts, and uh, then I will go in and I will be I'll be like the IG eleven to your child. Like at oh. first I seem dangerous, but I'm actually there to protect. Oh, isn't that sweet? You know what I'm saying? I I I think I do. I think I do. Yes. <laughs> I have to self destruct now. Meet move. <laughs> Um, oh man, so that's a, um, well, something you'd be willing to talk about a little bit. Oh so yeah, I think it'll it'll interest our 
our, our, our friends, our listeners. Yes, absolutely. Well, so I, you know, I'm going. Did you and, watch Hypernormalization? Uh, I well, no, not yet. Mm. Watch it on um, the plane. Okay, I will. There's I, a lot I of talk- good Assad com- content in there, just for what it's worth. I talked to I talked to Michael Shabon uh, quite a bit on the on the uh, on the internet back That's and forth. So interesting, I do too. Uh, but he, you know, he he has been to Israel. He and Ayelet have been to Israel a lot, and uh, and he, he's very. I mean, when I say he's very Jewish, I don't mean that in a, like a, but like his Cavalier and Clay <laughs> is a wonderful book that mm-hmm. my kid and our family loves. But he's there's something wonderfully like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Jewish about about That's his right. stuff, right? <laughs> it's about Jewish superheroes. Yes, it is, and he, you know, his his book. Um, the Yiddish Policeman's Union is about what if uh, all the Jews move to Alaska. Um, so it's a theme, mm. but of course he is a, a he's a liberal leftist, and like a lot of people I've talked oh, to, in advance right. of going to Israel, I've talked to a lot of friends, and a lot of them are liberals, and they don't like Netanyahu, but also there's a kind of like I don't know. There's a there is a I don't want to call it performative, but there's a guilt culture around how the Palestinians are treated. Mm-hmm. And so much so that it seems like there are whole tour groups whose purpose is to take Israelis into the West Bank and make them feel bad. Like you you pay a bunch of money to have a tour group take you into Ramallah and show you how bad it is. And then right. you go home. And so in talking to my friends, I'm like, I'm really excited to go to Israel. The response I've gotten from a lot of them is, is why? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's the cradle of civilization. And they're like, yeah, but, and they have all these reasons why. Mm-hmm. And they're all Zionists, right? I mean, so it's this, it's this internal conflict and I'm really interested in that now. So I'm going to, I'm going to go and I, I don't have any <laughs> super plot about it. I feel like I'm, I feel like the whole point, actually the whole point of everything I've ever done is to just go stand on the, on a corner and watch people go by. Mm-hmm. And this feels like one of the great places to just stand and watch people. Can we talk about by. the? Oh my goodness! Wait, what? What is that? You wait? Is that Daenerys Stormborn you sent me? I'm afraid so. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. It's oh, Daenerys. John, it's John, the, John sent me a Zoftig Daenerys. A Zoftig Daenerys. Muscle top. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk the, general uh, shape? General general shape of the mission. General like like what what's your plan is? Are you staying in one place? How long are you gonna go? Like. Oh dear! Oh no! You sent me a zoftig, zoft, zoftig snow. Oh man! I get all the zoftigs. You know, in the uh, last the... season when these two go at it, call the yeah. cops. Yeah, I know. Rawr. <laughs> uh, because uh, John Snow is only First five feet name. tall, right? He's only five feet tall. She's only. He's five supposed to be like tall. fourteen in the books. Oh really? Oh, He's, everybody's always younger in the books. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh you no, that's have... a funny. That's a funny fat Darth. What are you using? No, are you using? You're not using. Are you using Mid Journey? No, I'm not doing anything. I'm just oh. sending these to See, you. I was going to say I... these look. These are really good. No, I stole them from the internet. Oh, that's good. That's the way to do it. I'm going to steal your meme. Is my is my meme? Yum, 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 uh, yum, yum. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. You know, up to Hebron. I'm going to spend some time in Tel Aviv. It's real close to Jerusalem, so I'm going to go over there. People say, uh, you know, you got to go to the Dead Sea, but also why bother? And then I'm gonna. I hope to go over. I hope to go into the West Bank, and and um, apparently there's a hotel uh, uh, where uh, Banksy did all the. You know, Banksy is like the housekeeper. He does. He changes all the sheets. And then <laughs> Out, uh, housekeeping. Mala, housekeeping. Housekeeping. 
and then he's wearing a mask so he can't tell that he's actually in the, <laughs> he's actually in massive thing? attack or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> That's funny. They did that song from House. They did. That's a good song. Uh, but then I'm going to go over into Jordan, the great nation of Jordan, Holy and visit Amman. I, I'm going to open a map. I hate to admit it. I don't know. There's part of me that wants to go down to the Red Sea just to just to go down there, but I also hear from people like, man, don't bother about that either. I'm not going to go to the Sinai because my child has made me promise that uh, that I don't go to Egypt without her. And this was the problem. This was always the problem. Where oh, I, said, I see. I see. You've made a separate piece here. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say, well, I want you to come with me to Israel. And both she and her mother were like, man, we're not that interested. And I'm like, why? Uh, it's got all the things. And they're like, yeah, but it's all the things that you care about. Old religions, uh, people that uh, are mad at each other about oh, whether or not God ever rode a white this horse. This would be like our family going on a two-week vacation that's ultimately about long-distance running. Yeah. Yeah, It'd be more. Exactly. Some people would be more into it than others. Yes, and and in this, this case, they're like, we we love walking around a town that you kind of know about and kind of can talk about, but we definitely don't want to stand on a street corner in Jer- Jerusalem for four hours watching people go by and have you go see. They're Druze, and the mm-hmm. thing about the Druze they have to remember is you know, and so they're like, no, we'll do that if you take us on a, a cruise up the Nile where we can see. Oh, uh, quid the pro pyramids. quo, Clarice. Yeah. If you want to t- so, tell me about uh, Sunnis and Shias, you better be ready to get me a mimosa. And the problem for me, of course, is that I always, I usually have a pretty clear-eyed view of how much people want to hear about ye olden times. Mm-hmm. But I just assumed that everybody wants to go to Israel and and just walk around. Mm-hmm. And well, so, well, again, I think that for something like, and again, I'm I'm being a little silly here and making jokes and saying funny names, but like with something mm-hmm. like Iraq, in particular, like yes. that is that's the dude I've been hearing Tigris and Euphrates since I was in Sunday school. Yeah, there like, it is. There's areas in there in Afghanistan and in Israel that really are have a claim to being the cradle to a certain part of our civilization. Oh, for shizzle. Yeah. Well, I don't um, want to exclude Africa. No, of course not. But you know, there are fewer. Um, there are, we we don't worship the old gods. You know, mm-hmm. we we worship the new gods. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we worship the six or whatever. It's the seven. The seven, yeah, the seven. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then because what I also want to do because you're supposed to go to see Petra and I want to go see Petra. Uh, and Petra I Hayden. think Petra. Oh, Petra's a city. Yeah, Petra, Petra Hayden. No, Pe- Petra, the city that's in the second mm-hmm. uh, or no, the third Indiana Jones movie. The, oh, the one yeah, out for in the some desert. reason it's on my head with uh, with uh, with uh, with uh, the uh, the omen. Is it in the omen oh. too? Oh, I don't know. Is that the is original that... omen? Well, the one where the guy's head gets cut off by the by the sheet of glass. Oh yeah, is it in there? I don't yeah, know. It's been a long time since I saw that. Please, please don't listen to me. Keep talking. Anyway, so uh, so uh, but that seems like one of those things where if you go at the wrong time of day, it's just a place that you you pay somebody twenty five bucks for a camel ride. <laughs> like there's too many people standing around, you know. And I, and I don't want that. I already spent a nickel on this mustache ride. Yeah, I don't want that. I, I, but the thing is, I think you have to either get there at 6 in the morning or be there at 11 at night in order to just have your moment with it, which is okay. what I like. But then here's the thing. I want to go to Beirut. And this is the one where everybody in, in my family starts to, uh, you know, starts to uh, not roll their eyes at me but starts to glare at me because they're like, don't you go to Syria. And I'm like, no, 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 I have no intention. I'm going to Beirut. And they're like, 
what does the State Department say about that? And I have to okay. say, so I'm looking. The State so, Department. So I, I think of Beirut as it. Lebanon. There's yes. Damascus, which I'm pretty sure is in Syria. You're correct. Okay. And, oh man. And Damascus is all screwed up now, and then that that's a that's a tragedy. And I got a whole State bunch Department. of Adam Curtis movies I can send you if you want to watch oh. them all on the plane. I maybe I should. I'm saying hypernormalization is going to get you in the right state. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to go to Beirut, and they say the State Department says don't. But of course, they're they're wrong. They're so often wrong. They've told me not to go so many different places that were all great. So interesting. But the only way you can get there is if you go from Jordan, because Beirut and Israel don't have a you know they don't have Mm -hmm. a uh, like an exchange program. They don't want to see each other, Mm. even though they're right next to each other. And and oh, and I read a thing that said that the the lower part of Beirut, the part, or I'm sorry, the lower part of Lebanon that touches um, Israel is controlled by Hezbollah, but they apparently really nice, really oh, nice right. to tourists. Hey, come on, welcome. You know, like we've got a we've got a. Gift see, that's shop. the kind of thing you're not going to see in Zagat, right? Or maybe these, no, probably not Zagats, but but uh, Lonely Planet or something. Lonely maybe. Planet, or, or that guy with two first names, Rick, Rick Steves. Or Rick somebody. Steves, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I was on his, made up name. That's I a made was up on name his John. program one time, Rick Steves. Really? That's too yeah, many he, first names. He and I hit it off really well. Well, he's, he likes to he likes to uh, take in hits from the bong, if you know what I mean. He's a big time stud. Are you serious? Oh, I always thought so the winner of the most first names was a, a woman at NPR named Claire, Carol Ann Clark Kelly. Um, but then there was a guy who got arrested for, he was a security guard who shot somebody at a Walgreens here in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And this guy super has four first names. I, I, you know, I've been very interested in Millie Bobby Brown lately. Oh, that's a great name. It's a great name. Millie Bobby Brown. She does this show. She's doing this TV show where she's, um, sure. No, it's a movie show where she's the little sister of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, And and, uh, and is it Enola Gay? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and she is um, she's just uh, fabulous in it. And those movies, I did not expect to think that they were fun, but they are fun. And uh, and so we've been watching those. But, His name's Michael but, Michael Earl Wayne Anthony. Michael Earl Wayne Anthony. Yeah, I don't want to rag on the guy. But he, I, play, I don't, he, he he plays uh, he plays bass in Van Halen and Queens. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Earl Wayne. Yeah, I mean that definitely. That's that's up. That's like a serial serial killer name. Anyway, sure. Um, um, Bobby Bobby uh, B- Billy Brown. Bobby Billy Brown. But up but up. So I'm super excited. I'm I'm not. You know I'm not nervous exactly because I know everything is always going to turn out. You know when you say you're not nervous, you mean like it's and you're not like if if you're if you're me or yeah. your people like your family, you're probably going like, hey, you should be more scared about this. Right. Or just, I think what it is, is it's, I'm antsy. And part of the reason I'm antsy, did I tell you this? No. Part, part of, part of why I was able to just do it, or just pull the trigger and, and, and do this was that I looked at my Delta miles. Right. And over the years, I've never used my Delta miles because I, A, don't have that many of them. But also, oh, it always... right. you 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 threaded a needle inside of a needle with this. You you, yeah. you worked out something. If I remember, starts from last week. You said you'd worked out a thing where it was not going to get in the way of family stuff and your right. family's life stuff. But also, you had this improbable like duga duga duga, like yeah. you know, like get the sleep out of your eyes. Kind of like, wait a minute, I can actually do this, and Delta might help me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, it's all free. Like it just they, it just paid for itself. And what was crazy was because in the past I'm like, well, what if I wanted to fly first class? somewhere and delta is like great that's 60,000 delta miles 
And I'm like, 60,000 Delta miles to to fly to Atlanta? First class? Well, I don't want Especially that. like once you've spent them. I've done this where I, I've had a little bit of miles and I've spent for the upgrade, but then you don't get the upgrade because whatever. Uh, something yeah. didn't work out. You know, the classic yeah. is your flight was delayed, meaning canceled, and we stuck you on another plane. You should be glad we got you on a plane. Oh, by the way, you don't get credit back for that uh, money. You, like you got to watch it because that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Well, yeah. in this case, they said um, – I had 100,000 miles, and they said, for 80,000 miles, we can get you to Tel Aviv and back. But for 100,000 miles, we'll get you there and back in Comfort Plus. That's so nice. And I was like, it's it was 80,000 miles just to upgrade to first class on some trip to Philadelphia. Like, how is that? So anyway, I, I said yes. But one of the, the, the one thing I'm antsy about is the flight from JFK to Tel Aviv. There, it's a, The plane setup is a 343 across, wide-body jet. So I you're mean, in, but you're in comfort. So it's basically this, this similar setup, bigger seats. It's not in a separate cabin, like business or right, first. You got right. the, you're up at the front near the bulkhead for, but in that big, like Brady Bunch style, a bunch of seats across thing. Yeah. You get, you get free cheese doodles or something, but it's slightly bigger, you know, slightly bigger. You're probably not going to get a lot of overhead room. storage. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have to carry a lot of bags, but, but the problem was they did not have an aisle. So I am one in. In the middle four, like I'm in mm-hmm. seat, you know, row 12 seat. What was that? Maybe. Then they change, they take out the, the C or they, so they move. There's no, there's no three could be next 13. to you to your right. To my right, there's a group of Two. three, and to my left, there's a uh, there's a person. Okay. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. To my left, to my right, there's two people, and to my left, left there's, there's one, one person. So that's not that bad as long as you got leg room. Well, I know, but I don't like it. I don't want to. I don't. But so but I'm the, a little the reason I say is like you're in the middle of the open area. Yeah. It sucks to be in a three across on the side of the plane. You're really you're so stuck in the literal middle seat. At yeah. least with that, you don't have the stuff over your head. You know. Yeah. Right. 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 You can stand I mean, up and stuff. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. But okay. but but the only other antsiness, you know, I have a little bit of antsiness because one of the problems of having a plan that is just go stand somewhere and watch the people go by. Yeah. Is that then later you talk to your friend and they're like. Oh, well, you were standing right in front of the great cistern where if you go well, down— Well, even worse, you know, it's the it's the one week per year that this flower blooms on top of this, you know, kind of yeah. like an Edelweiss moment where you're like, oh, shit, I can't believe I didn't plan ahead to do that thing. Yeah, and I got to do a little bit more <laughs> of that. You know, Josh Rosenfeld's brother, uh, I, Avi, is a, uh, a rabbi, and he became in, a in, rabbi. In the U.S. He's an, he's an American rabbi mm-hmm. now— but he became a rabbi because as a as a young person, as a 20-year-old, because Josh is a very secular man, but his brother, uh, who liked to smoke weed out of an apple and and listen to metal, was like, I'm going to go uh, to Israel and, and work on a kibbutz for the summer. And he got over there and they were like, uh, they got, the, the religious ones got their hooks in him. And then pretty soon he was, uh, you know, eating uh, red beans and rice. And became very religious and then became a rabbi and I think came back and, and he's a rabbi I'm in a hospital you, somewhere. It's something related. Jewish kids, I've learned this from Wet Hot American Summer and Life. Jewish kids, and I know this, I also know this from the TV show Dave that I'm currently yeah. obsessed with. Okay. Uh, J- Jewish youngsters love sleepaway camp. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think the kibbutz thing could be slightly where... adjacent to like enjoying like summer camp? 
Yeah, that's where they lose their virginities. And unlike me, I didn't go to sleepaway camp. I never lost my virginity. Oh, you I still up. have it. You yeah, I did. Yeah, you fucked up. Yeah. But I have not yet talked to Avi, right? I haven't I haven't uh, texted him and said, hey, hey, hello, my friend. I'm actually going to Israel, a place that you used to live and have probably very strong feelings about. Because he's conservative, oh, right? Man, he's a, one five-minute call could give you a gem to not miss and probably like a real dumb thing to to not even go near. Exactly. Or even one of these things like, oh, well, you can't go to the Temple Mount, except I have a friend that runs the ticket office, you know, that type of thing. I mean, when I went to, to New Zealand, just my friend Mike explaining like which jokes to make to which kinds of people and don't make a sheep joke here, but do make a sheep joke there, like some kind of a sensitivity or an awareness of something that gives you surprisingly more context than you thought you needed. It's so right. nice to have the inside view on that from somebody like Avi. Yeah, like I can say shalom to this person and salam to that person. I got that much. But I don't quite mm -hmm. know what the and, – and I think mm -hmm. part of the trick is that right now, if I understand correctly, there are massive protests in the streets against Netanyahu. Against Netanyahu. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. And massive protests, you usually and, and associate— like, And like escalating, like, okay, guys, we're yeah. going to be nice about this for a while. But like, it could get kind of bad, right? It could get bad. Yeah. And of course, I'm excited by that. I like to be in a place where things are going, things yeah. are happening. But, uh, but I also don't—you know, like, I'm not sure— as an American and as a guy that likes to stand on street corners, my take is always going to be to just stand there and go, like, I'm listening, like, I'm watching, I'm listening— but um, but this is not your usual, like, sort of throwing rocks at each other kind of protest. This is like a major referendum on democracy and so forth. Yeah. So that's fun. But I'd like to know more so that I'm not just so I'm not standing there in a University of California, University of Southern California uh, sweatshirt. Uh, going it's like, so funny hey, you say that because <laughs> I despise the Avatar movies with 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 a hot, hot, raging heat. I oh. hate every. Well, I mean, I appreciate that they were difficult to make and stuff, but like, but for some reason, and one of the things I, for some reason, I was thinking, I don't know if you've ever seen the Avatar movies. They're not very good. Only the first one. They're terrible. But do you remember the first one where Sigourney Weaver shows up and she's one of the blue people, but she's wearing a Stanford half shirt? Oh yeah. See, Ooh. that's you. Yeah. I'm seeing. Right. I'm seeing you. And you're there as a citizen observer. You're the Jimmy Carter of uh, presumably Jerusalem. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, should be, that should be your next unpublished book. I think the, the Jimmy first... Carter of Jerusalem. I J might Jimmy use that Carter for this Jerusalem. one. That's pretty good. The, uh, the, the first time Stanford I, half shirt. I, there it is. The first time I went to Prague, I remember walking uh, through the town and, and I was, you know, and I, by that point I was a seasoned traveler of the world and I had, you know, all the scars and all the, I was covered in dirt and so forth. And I'm walking through the town and there's this group of four students who are playing hacky sack in the middle of the, of the cobblestone streets where people are just trying to go about their day. And one of them's wearing like a Colby College sweatshirt. They all have, uh, they all have like a varnays on or something. One of them's, uh, one of them's got a shirt that's like you know University of Minnesota. And I was just like, you guys are not at a frat party here. Like, mm -hmm. have a little respect. Like, mm -hmm. things. Think about all the all the horses that that rode through here on a foggy night with a with a headless horseman on it. And you're just sitting here playing hacky sack in your Colby College sweatshirt like anybody cares. Yeah. And it just got in my head forever, even though 
I'm sure that I was <laughs> sure that whatever I was repping did not did not communicate to the local population that I was one of them. But I mean, at least I wasn't playing hacky sack. You know, one consolation is, is in life is even if you're not right, sometimes it is a consolation to know that you're, at least you know you're not completely wrong. Yeah, yeah, and that's all I try. You have to, to go to an event, wear shoes. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, no, because if you don't wear shoes, you're always going to be wrong. You know what I'm saying? In your case, yeah. you're trying. Like, you, you, if you packed up one good, like, seersucker suit, you can, you can show up almost anywhere in Israel and be welcomed. I think that's true. Although maybe at, at Hezbollah, they're going to oh, uh, associate that too much with those three-letter agencies and say, Oh, oh I see. You look suit. like a man from the company. From the company, right. And which mm-hmm. is something I definitely want to look like if I'm sitting... We like to be on, retired from the company if memory serves. If I'm sitting on a terrace out in front of a hotel and drinking coffee out of a little cup and speaking French to the waiter, I want to look like I'm... Fr- I, I used to work for the CIA. Right. But if I'm in... If I'm touring the Hezbollah m- Museum... And uh, and saying salam alaikum to everybody, I do not want to look like I'm in the CIA. I don't think because I don't want to end up, uh, you know, with, uh, like with masking tape over my face. I yeah, well that, that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but like um like uh, who's the guy in the Humphrey Bogart movie, the Fat Man? Yeah, the Fat Man. You know what I'm talking about? What's his name? Sure. Um, uh, we, just, we just call him the Fat Man. It's one here. of the names I don't know, but he's the big guy as parodied on The Simpsons. You could be like a very svelte and handsome version of that. I think. Well, I, that, that that just that just says uh, I'm a guy. You know, notwithstanding the the Stanford half shirt you're wearing under that, hmm. uh, you you are somebody who makes deals. You know people. Hmm. You know what I'm saying. But, but the problem is, and I learned this uh, back when I was a, a, a participant in the street culture of the uh, late '80s, early '90s, mm-hmm. which is that if you are in the company of of, uh, of drug dealers and drug people and and violent people and and dangerous people. Do not make crazy eyes thinking that crazy eyes alone are sufficient to oh, no, 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 get no. somebody off your uh, no, case. No, you're, you're, you're totally – because like the first time anybody uh, – guess what? Everybody else has made the same realization that you have, speaking to me here, which is that isn't it funny that like, like people who – like street people like never scream at each other? Well, don't think that that's your entree to go eyeball to eyeball with somebody who's having an event. Well, that and also – there are crazy eyes, and then there are crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. And if you make crazy eyes at someone, you had better be prepared to go the distance because there's right. always going to be somebody that's like, oh, yeah? And you can make crazy eyes at somebody around, you know, that you, at a citizen because they're just trying to get around you on their yeah. way to someplace. Yeah. But don't make crazy that's not eyes a tra- at If you get away with zone. that in Manhattan, that's not a great victory because that's a city that takes pride in how little they look at each other. And so I don't want to go into a situation because, mm-hmm. e- because you know, y- you, can, you can be George Clooney uh, with a beard and go there and make crazy eyes. He didn't even make crazy eyes. And they about Michael put, Clayton? No, the other oh. one. Where they, oh, they, Ocean, they, they covered him with masking tape and took his fingernails off. Oh, I didn't like that one. I remember and, that. And the thing I like is, Michael I don't, Clayton better. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. That's that's a lawyer one, right? Or a sports oh, one? Oh, it's a it's a lawyer sports one. Lawyer? It's also it's also yeah. No, no, it's not sports, but it's got intrigue and it's got um, it's got the woman from Orlando in it. What's her name? Uh, Tilda Swinton. She's terrific. Oh, right? she's that. Uh, yeah, she's a great actress or actor. Okay, I, I'm starting but, to understand. I'm starting. Yeah, to understand. so I don't want to go there and be like and rep any kind of like I can call in a helicopter because I can't call in a helicopter and everybody there. Even if you could call in a helicopter, I don't think they care 
they're ho- they're hoping you do call in a helicopter. I'll do so that. All, do that, please, please, please call in a helicopter. Please, please call, call in a helicopter. Oh, that we're dying for you to do that. So I can't <laughs> rep Francis any of Ford that. <laughs> all I can do is say, "Hey, I'm going to talk about you on a podcast. You better be careful. Uh-huh. Like, treat me with kid gloves because mm-hmm. I know Merlin Mann, Are and you he used to travel with a television program called Jeopardy." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, very excited. But I could have him write you a letter, letter right now. A strongly worded a letter. Strongly have, worded Mormon letter. Yes. I still have a letter from 1986 signed by Senator Ted Stevens, uh, R.I.P. I have a letter from 1986 signed by Jonathan Richmond. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's oh, so he, nice. was, he, he was so nice. He's so cute. I'm. I was thinking about this the other day. Okay. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to know what to do. I'm trying to. I'm trying to know who to be. How, how to be? Which one of me to be? Not just on this trip, but just like, in life. Which, oh, dude, oh, you didn't. I'm sorry. I'm glad you said that to our listeners. But I immediately knew what you meant. Yeah. Which one of me to be going forward? Sometimes I'm, it's hard to know how to be. I mean, I'm. I, I'm. I got a decade in front of me that I can that I can start to mm. see come out of the fog. Okay. Where I'm. Where I'm like I'm going to live longer than a decade, but I got this decade in oh. front of me because I've started well, you, to you think. You really of are over your skis, aren't you? Yeah, I'm like, oh, from you know, from '86 to, need, to '96. You should work on that cough if you want to live that long. So wet. So I say. So I say to myself. So I say. Self. Says to myself, I says. I go. I I went to the War College. Once I was there, I realized that was exactly where I wanted to be at the time. But the problem was, I was trying to. I I was getting all this information that would have been very very useful to me. Making the friendly fire program, which I yeah no longer re- retired, mm-hmm. and I'm going to Israel now in order to fill up my reservoirs with Israel. But what is the killer app for this stuff? You know, what am I? What am I doing? I'm a little bit lost. You sound kind of like a character on Succession. What? Yeah. Well, no, but but yes, but no. Okay. Yes. Like I, yeah, I yeah, am, yeah. I, I can't just go do things just to fill up my soul because I feel like I have oh, a responsibility yeah. to. Oh, because you said, okay, sorry. So, two weeks ago and last week, you said in both instances that in a way that was not cryptic, but not totally clear to me that this, this needs to be part of your work. Yeah, basically, right. it's. Uh, I think to the listener, it might have sounded like you were saying, "Well, I need a way to write this off." But no, no. I think what you were saying was, "Whatever work, what, my work needs to be whatever this is." I'm trying to help kind people, of. right? Like my dad and my dad's uh, mom and and everybody and my mom. Mm-hmm. Like in my family, the question is always, "That's fine and all, but does are you helping? Are you making the world better or worse by?" By cut by your passage through here, mm-hmm. did you leave this campsite better than you found it? Right, and so I so I can't judge things just whether or not I had fun. I can't judge things just based on whether or not it is interesting. Right, I I I have to find a way to put to to to, to quote to, to quote an old pickle ad by Jewish people. You answer to a higher authority a little bit, yeah. or I hope to, or I aspire to. Yes. But like everything that ever happened, when you first wrote me or called me on the telephone, the little phones, the ones that flipped open and they couldn't take those. pictures, and you said, I, you know, we talk every week and we yell at each other about the Beatles and Hitler. I'm going to start recording those phone calls. And I said, okay, fine. I don't know what that is. And How'd you, you said, I'm going <laughs> to put that on the internet. And I was like, 
Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The internet. Sure. Sure. It'll never last. It'll never last. Why don't you lay down for a little while? <laughs> and and here we are, right? Yeah. Here we I are. And think about are, everything yeah. that happened as a result of that. And I oh, couldn't Oh, you don't that. have to convince me, my friend. I well, think yeah. work is, I mean, something, I, gosh, I feel like it was me and my friend Alex who said this, but and I'll, I'll mangle it, but like, it is a bummer. There's so many things that are a bummer about work, including all this side hustle stuff and all this stuff and the need for that and the name for that and all those things. But like, but- but ultimately, like, it shouldn't feel, I mean, it sounds so dumb to say, like, oh, if you love what you do, you never work. That's not true. You work every fucking day of your life. You do what you do. But, like, it doesn't, here's what, don't listen to those fat cats who tell you that it, it has to suck and be out of your control. Yeah, those In Sydney fact, Green Streets. Well, it's like John Paul Sartre said, you know, <laughs> the Sydney Green Streets. Thank Sorry about that. I just, you sent me several fat men and then I wanted to send you, Sydney Green Street was the actor I was trying to remember. Yeah, Sydney Green Street, uh, but also uh, Jean Paul Sartre for the, for the Dodge Dartra. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That I like that. that was My nice. friend had a Swinger, which is a dart for girls. Uh, no, the Swinger is the car that I learned to drive on. The Swinger is the car you learned to drive on it and is. it's got a daisy on the side. It's the yes, daisy, yes, yes. The, 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 the inner sound, y'all. <laughs> boom, so boom, boom. so i'm so glad that you that you asked and are interested in this because i'm i uh i know that i uh, not that many people that i've talked to are, have been just blanket interested without also having some spin they want to put on. We just watched an old episode of The Simpsons, and I was so happy to see it. It's a season I love, but it's a phrase I use all the time, and I'm, I sometimes lose track of where I first heard it. It's when they have a they have a leak in the basement, uh, margin Homer, and they have to call someone in the truck on this. It says Stern Lecture Plumbing, right? Which is like the story <laughs> the story of my life. Uh-huh. Like I'm just always getting a Stern lecture from somebody. That's what yeah. you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about well, I'm going to sit here and nod. Like somebody you work with and appear interested in your blah, blah, blahs while I'm just waiting for the opportunity to give you a stern lecture or tell you the thing I like to say in my document. uh, Stop telling people they're being scared of the wrong thing. Stop telling people they're being scared wrong. People who want to tell you you're not scared enough. Right. Right. Is that part of it? Well, it is. And You're, and you're not scared of the thing I am. And so I need to bring you around. Yeah. And I'm not. And this is the thing. Right. The 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 Arab Jewish. The Palestinian Israeli, the 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 uh, the the Middle Eastern problems that everybody has a hot take on, and everybody thinks they know how to fix, and everybody knows who's the bad guy, and everybody knows who to blame. Yeah, like I honestly, even after a year, I'm sorry, even after a lifetime of my fingers soaking in the palm olive of all of that stuff, back in the old days when you when I, when I was a kid in Open Time Magazine, I was like, who's Anwar Sadat? Yeah. Like all of that, I still am not prepared to sit on a toadstool and tell you what's wrong and what's right. And I want more. I want more information. I want to go mm-hmm. and stand there. And I'm going to go on the tour where where my Israeli tour guide takes me to places and goes, aren't we ashamed? We are. Anyway, back to Israel. I'm going to go to that. I'm going to watch the movies mm-hmm. that you sent me. I'm going to feel bad. <laughs> but I'm also going to not let myself be made to feel bad about a thing that I don't understand yet. And that I think is, is key, right? So part of it's so the, many first, of the us... firsthand experience being, being in the place rather than just reading a pamphlet about it. Well, and I feel like nowadays, nowadays, mm-hmm. a lot of us are told which side we're on before we even read the top line of the, of the manuscript. Mm. 
and you go into learning new information already sure of what side you're on in it. So as you read the information, you're just reading information to confirm that you're on the right side. We None of us go into stuff now because there, there's nothing on Twitter that's like, hey, welcome to the story of the Ukraine war. We're going to give you the non, you know, like it's not, that's not how it happens. It's all because there's no such thing as objective journalism or whatever. Hmm. Everybody's a partisan all the time. And I feel like more and more um, that is just what people assume is how information is exchanged. Well, to, to the point where I don't have a strong opinion on whether I agree or disagree with what you're saying. I do think it's interesting, but yeah. but it's also where I feel like, I'll speak for myself, I feel like if I'm always waiting to be challenged about like, well, let's establish your bona fides on why you're doing this and let's make sure you agree with me about why that is. So, you, you know, even just going at all, you better have a persuasive, as Tom Wolf would say, a persuasive theory about why it is you're going and it better align with my view on that before you even go over there to find your own information. Yeah, this is, this is some of the, some of the issue file, you know? that I've been talking to people because I'm like, well, you know, I don't, I don't have a dog in that race, so I'm not going to bet on a dog. Mm. And I hear back from people the kind of modern refrain, which is, well, if you don't go in picking a side, you, that means you've picked the wrong side. And I go, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't, I am not, because I'm not. I could see why somebody would kekia, say that, but yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm, uh, that I'm pro genocide, pro any, anybody's genocide, any, any side. I'm not, I'm Ooh, not pro. That's pretty good. <laughs> any side. Huh. C-I-D-E, yeah. right? C-I-D-E. That's pretty good. But I don't know. What does your college honestly, cost? Yours is like 7,000, right? Well, yeah, when I was going Jesuits. to yeah. when I was going to the University of Washington, mm -hmm. it was what was it? It was seven hundred dollars a quarter, and you could take a full load. Mm. That was in-state <laughs> tuition. <laughs> That's funny because it's usually the priests that like getting the full load. <laughs> you were saying uh, no, so so in-state tuition, which I kind of had to fight for. Um, well, I, all I had to do was live in the state for a while before I. Before yeah, that's what I Madeline enrolled. did with Santa Cruz. Yeah, but um, but you know, seven hundred bucks a quarter. Now I don't think that's what tuition at the University of Washington is today. Oh dear, uh, <laughs> oh dearie me. We're um, we're starting to have conversations around this, and boy, it's well, very sweat inducing. Tuition. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm, but I'm sure. Oh, so it's forty thousand dollars out of state. But look, in state tuition is only twelve thousand dollars now. So you, it's you, still you can do that standing on your head. Yeah, twelve thousand bucks. Yeah. Oh my god, I got that here just on the, the right sink, just the right bounce. But of course, you've been putting fifty dollars a month into your child's college fund mm -hmm. since they were born. Am I right? Before I was born, yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. it's worth like a half a million dollars. Oh, you kidding me? Yeah, it's uh, compound interest. You know, compound interest. They can compound buy their interest. first home in San Francisco right there in the mission. Just easy piece of lemon squeezy, nothing down. Bad <laughs> credit, no credit. Call me. Oh, San Francisco, one of uh, the great cities. <laughs> so I want to leave soon. You yeah. are, but but it's very important we fit this in. Because, yeah. you know, and I'm not even saying, I'm not, just to be clear, I'm not even saying, like, yeah, w what if what if something happens when you're there? Yeah, yeah, no, Because, no, no. you know, I hope something happens. I hope it's well, nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing Roderick uh, uh, ending. But but we should get this all on the record. Yeah, I typically you do not. a good state of mind, it sounds like. As you know, mm -hmm. typically when things start happening, when rocks get thrown, when, uh, when uh, cars get overturned, like at a punk rock show, I always went to the front of the stage because I was trying to get hurt. In a protest in Beirut or 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 in Jerusalem, I am not going to go to the front of the crowd because I don't want. First of all, don't want to get hit with a rock, and second of all, if like you I die said, on May the fourth, or 
even like during Force Week, I guess it's probably called, I don't know. Force Week. <laughs> Your kids, I mean, you know. That's Baby Week. I mean, that's like, that's like, well, I don't want to say, but that's like a character in a TV show dying on the day of your wedding. Like, you know, yeah. or like being born on 9-11. We have, I, I have a nephew that was born on 9-11. Oh, ouch. So everybody ouch. remembers. Yeah. I, I know, I know a person that was born on Christmas and when oh, they had a child. My friend Dave, the, the, he hated yeah. being born on Christmas. Born on Christmas. But when she, when she had a child, that child was born on the 4th of July. Was it a masculine child? Yeah, it was a masculine child. Mas- masculine <laughs> So, uh, but, uh, and this is the thing, my daughter's 12, yes. right? If I die in the Middle East, um, I, she will always remember me. She will know. And, and I, and I've told her before, if for whatever reason, daddy doesn't make it back from the bathroom, remember this. Point a tree in Israel for me. You will always be able yes. to, to, to listen call, to the podcast. Well, that <laughs> you'll, you'll know everything about me. Just go listen to my podcast. But no, you will always be able to call upon me because I live in your memory. And so, oh, so you... you're up there with Anakin and, exactly. uh, and Obi-Wan. I'm a force ghost. Obi-Wan. You can say, you can say, what would my dad say about this situation? And you will know what I would say. And then you can take my, you can take me into account as you make your decisions. You know, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'll always, you're, you're old enough to know who your I am. Your problem is you can't get, like I used to say my kid, your problem is I trust you. Like, that's what you're dealing with. What you're dealing with, child who can't even understand my words because you're an infant, I trust you. That's your problem. In that case, you can't get rid of daddy. Yeah. Well, my dad. You can't around. force this force ghost out. Oh, yeah, he's still there. The Counselor. Thing is, I, I don't consult my dad because he's mm. there all the time anyway. I'm oh, not like, true. hey, dad, what would you do in this situation? Because he's already told me. He's like, he's mm. there in the background going like, God damn it, don't let that guy get in front of me. Yeah, don't sign that piece of paper. Are you kidding me? Oh, that's the last time I hear it. I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it gets weaker. <laughs> He's farther away. Obi Wan. I have some photos of us together at a rock show. You and you and my dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wasn't his main hang. Oh, what's your name? That wonderful girl from uh, Local Girl who was uh, shoot, 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 shoot. The the pretty girl with the pretty eyes was kind of like his main hang that night. But I would. I would I would dip in and out to hang out with your dad. I think oh, your mom yeah. was there too. It was one of your big like homecoming shows, and it was one of the times I got to spend like a more time than usual with your dad. Well, you know, my mom, my mom and dad went to all our shows. My mom would go to the front of the crowd. Immediately, a bunch of fans would recognize her and form a protective circle around her, which she would be unaware of. We do that here with Steph Curry. You, you perform protective service circle, <laughs> protective services, yeah. And then, so my mom would so sit Marcia there. protective services. <laughs> and then, if somebody was smoking a cigarette and blew smoke on her, ooh, ooh. she would turn around and go, you know, don't blow smoke on people. And then my dad was always leaning against the back wall. He was in the back holding court, yeah, going like, hey, you know, it's my mm. son up there. He's a good guy. Hey, come here. Hey, you. Hey, come here. So yeah, he. So they had very different. Uh, methods. Yeah. And then when the show was over, my mom put on her little white backpack and was out of that venue and and hiking her way back up Capitol Hill before the stage she, she, was cool. She, does, she doesn't need to hang out and meet Ira. No post hang. Mm-mm. And my dad was there until until they <sighs> ran him out of the, you know, it was like, <laughs> sir, where's sir. the bathroom? <laughs> hey, hey, you, you still serving fries? <laughs> I missed it the first time, but you nailed it. (laughs) 